Hi, I'm Associate Pastor Ryan French, and we're so glad you're listening to the Apostolic Tabernacle Church podcast. We hope this teaching and preaching resource is a blessing. We'd love to pray for you. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, you can do so by visiting our website, www.aptabupc.com. Just click the prayer request tab in the menu. You can also support this ministry with an offering at the website as well, or by texting the word GIVE to 678-846-6522. Again, that's 678-846-6522. If you live in the Atlanta area, we'd be honored to see you in one of our services. We'll invite you right into our church family and make you feel right at home. Anybody feel the Holy Ghost in the house? Would you lift your hand for just a moment? You don't have to shout or anything, but would you lift your hand for just a moment? And would you pray that angels would be with us in this place today? Come on, for the next just couple moments. You don't have to shout. You don't have to scream. But I want you to touch heaven for just a moment and say, God, you've met us here today. God, we're praying that you would reach beyond our abilities, oh God, and that you would move in this house this morning. We worship you, Jesus. Jesus name everybody say in Jesus name amen what a incredible presence of God is here today and uh, what an incredible week that we've had now you can be honest with me because we're all friends here who ate just a little too much come on can you help can I get some witnesses in the house I ate just a little too much just a little too much turkey and you might be a little tired today but that's okay because the presence of God is here. And uh, didn't we have an incredible time at Exalt on Tuesday night? What a... I wanted to take a moment. If you can remain standing, I just quickly want to say thank you to all the teams that worked so hard for Exalt. There were six different teams that were working at all times behind the scenes to make it possible. Would you give them all a hand and just thank all of the, it wasn't just singers and musicians, there were so many people working so hard. I got a message last night, if you were at Exalt or were able to watch online, we closed out the service with praying over our cities and we prayed, pour it out over my city the presence of God filled this place like I've never felt before. There was something that was happening. And um, I believe that we are going to see reports from our cities. And we're already seeing that happen. I got a message last night from a pastor in Maine. He said, I wanted to thank you for Exalt because my congregation was watching in Maine. And the next morning I woke up, we were praying, pour it over our church here in Maine. And he said, out of nowhere, a woman called me and said, I was watching Exalt and I want to be baptized in Jesus' name. Could I meet you at the church? Come on, we ought to praise God for that. That's just one story of many that we're going to see happen in our cities. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. As you make your way there, I just want to give honor to our great pastor and our associate pastor and the great leadership of their church. Aren't we blessed? We are blessed in this place. And I give honor to, to my wife. You know, she worked so hard for Exalt and she's always working behind the scenes. And I just thank God for her. I would be a fool not to mention that. 2 Timothy 4 and 7, if you're there, can you say, I got it? 
It says this, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. How many are excited about his appearing? It says, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Can you say that with me? Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. One more scripture, Psalm 121 and 8. Psalm 121 and 8. And I was hoping we could all read this together. It's on the screen here. Could you read this with me? Here we go. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. I feel in the Holy Ghost to preach to you this morning. I've come too far to turn back now. Anybody feel that in your spirit? I've come too far to turn back now. Would you put your Bibles down and would you lift up your hands? Would you pray out loud into the atmosphere right now? I'm asking a few prayer warriors to pray out loud. I want you to speak out loud in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray for your hand of protection to guide us and lead us through the remainder of this service today for we are nothing without you. Lord, we can't manifest or fabricate your presence. Only you can do that. And so we pray, oh God, that you would move in this place. Come on, would you begin to worship him right now and just thank him from your spirit. Come on, it's, it's Thanksgiving week. Would you just enter into his courts with Thanksgiving? Why don't you just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Clap your hands one more time and shout hallelujah. Amen. So many friends in the house. So good to see my friends, the Blishes and Craig and Megan. So many friends. And you may be seated. What an incredible privilege it is. Is anybody thankful to have friends in the house today? There is something deep within the heart of man that fears failure. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something deep within the heart of man that feels the pressure to be successful in the eyes of man. There's a pressure in the heart of man that cares about what people think of them. That cares about how much money you have and what kind of car you drive and what kind of house that you live in. And it's funny when you look at the teachings of Jesus Christ because how many of those Jesus turns everything upside down? And so everything that man thinks is important, God says, that's not important to me. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
I, I've got some revelation for somebody. God does not care how much money you have. Can I get a witness in the house? Y'all are like, well, thank you, Jesus, because my bank account hurting today. I've got an update for you. Jesus does not care how big your house is. Jesus is not impressed by your car. And everything that man says, this is important. It says, I need to do whatever I can to gain as much as I can. It was Victor Jackson that preached at NAYC 17. He said, man measures greatness by what you gain. God measures greatness by what you sacrifice. Because everything about Jesus is different than the heart of man. You say, I need to do as much as I can to accomplish as much as I can and do as much as I can. And Jesus walks onto the scene and says, he that loses his life shall find it. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that doesn't care about your bank account? All he looks at is the heart. And everyone, let me tell you something else about men. All the women are saying, amen, he is preaching today. Let me tell you something else about men. They love to make a grand entrance. Hey! They, they like to be five minutes late just to make sure everybody knows they're there. All the women are saying, you're preaching, Brother Nathan. And sometimes... We are obsessed with the impression that we make on other people. Sometimes we're borderline obsessed with how we are perceived at a first glance. Actors have written about the grand entrance and how to captivate an audience. But when you study successful actors, they will tell you that your exit off of the stage is more important than your entrance onto the scene. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's not about how you come onto the scene. It's how you go out. Allow me to elaborate. It's not about how you come into the world that counts. It's the way you go out that matters. Hear me now for a moment. I'm in the Holy Ghost. You can't judge anyone by their entrance. Because if we were judged by our entrance, we'd be the biggest failures of all time. Because let me tell you about myself. My name is Nathan French. I was born a sinner and I needed a savior. I would have been addicted to things, I'm sure. I had dealt with temptation. I fell short of the glory of God. But I'm glad that I serve a God that when I showed up broken, when I showed up a failure, it didn't matter. Because when Jesus got a hold of me. Uh, somebody ought to clap your hands right now. It's not about how you came in the matter. 
Psalm 51 and 5 says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Hey, you, you need a savior. If you were born into this world, you need a savior. And when I came onto the scene and you came onto the scene, we were born into sin and there was nothing we could do about it. It's just the way things are because sin entered the world until one day Jesus changed everything for me. Just like Nicodemus in John three and five, Jesus answered to Nicodemus, the Bible says Nicodemus sneaks out in the night to talk to Jesus. And there's something in the heart of Nicodemus that says there's got to be more. Right. Right. There's got to be more than this. And he sneaks out in the night. Why? Because he's worried about what man will think of him. And he sneaks out in the night and he says, how can I be born again? You're telling me that I can have a new life. Can I go back in my mother's womb? How is it possible for me to be born again? In John 3, 5, Jesus answers him. And he says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You see, sin ruined my grand entrance because because I was born into sin. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not about how you come in. It's about how you go out. And by the mercy and grace of Jesus, I had a chance. Hear me now. When I was born the first time, things weren't right. So Jesus said, you can be born again. Somebody needs to preach with me right now. The way I came onto the scene wasn't right. But God gave me another chance. You ought to clap your hands if you've been born again. You ought to lift your voice for a moment and shout hallelujah. I've been born again. I went in to the sanctuary a sinner. I went out a child of God. I went in to the altar broken, but I went out mended. In the house of prayer, I walked in with depression, but I went out. Can I get a witness in the house for a moment? I need somebody to help me for just a minute. I went in with depression. Can I get a witness? I was so depressed, but I was glad when they said unto me, some of y'all walked in here with depression. I'm going to go ahead and prophesy over you right now. When you leave this place today, I said when you leave this place today, when you go out, you're going to feel joy. Somebody lift your hands and call on the name of Jesus right now. I cast out depression right now. I cast out anxiety right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Can we put up Psalm 121 and 8 again? Psalm 121 and 8. We read it together. And there's something about this scripture that always intrigues me. Because... It seems reversed to me in Psalm 121 and 8. It says, the Lord 
shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. Now you would think that David would have said, the Lord shall preserve thy coming in and thy going out. But David was trying to teach us something. He said that coming in, it says thou, that thou shalt preserve thy going out and thy coming in. Because the way that you go out is more important and takes precedence over the way that you came in. And later we can read that David is mentioning going out. And I'm so glad, aren't you glad today that we're in his kingdom, that we're a part of the kingdom of God. And there's something inside of us that when you've experienced this joy that I'm talking about, anybody feel joy in the house today? Here's what I wanna preach to you today. There has to be something inside of you at some point that stops looking back and looking forward and looking back and looking forward because there's something about when you've experienced Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Something, hear me right now. <laughs> something raises up inside of you that says, no devil, I want you to hear me right now. I've made a decision today. I've come too far. To Somebody needs to preach with me for a moment. You see, I've come too far. I've seen too much. I've experienced too much to turn back now. Uh, somebody ought to clap your hands and declare that. I didn't come to impress anybody today. I came to help somebody make up your mind. You need to make up your mind. Paul wrote to Timothy late in his life. And he said in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, he says, I fought a good fight, and I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. And later in the text, we read of Paul's fellow laborer and friend, Demas, 2 Timothy 4 and 10. He says, he uses some very strong language here he says for Demas has forsaken me having loved this present world and is departed unto Thessalonica deep within the heart of man is a desire to please man something in the heart of Demas became more worried about this present world than the next one. We don't know how Demas came onto the scene. All we know is how he went out. Because of a love for this present world. I have a question for this church today. What world are you living for? 
What world are you living for? We don't know much about Demas, but we know that Paul loved him and they worked together in the kingdom of God. And yet you see Paul saying, I have finished my course. And you have to understand that Paul is in a discouraging moment in his life. And he's sitting there in prison. And you have to understand, you can read these words and say, Demas has forsaken me. But does anybody have some imagination in the house? You have to be able to look at the scripture of where he was at at that time. And I picture Paul in prison. And he's been with Demas on the same mission fields. They've been to the same churches. They've witnessed to the same people. And Paul is sitting and he's crying. And he says, Demas has forsaken me. Demas has left me here. And he's fighting all of his emotions. Have you ever known somebody that walked away from God and it just ripped your heart out? This is where Paul was at. He's walked away from God and from the work of God. And he's crying because he loves his friend. And he's sitting there and he's dealing through his emotions and he's crying and he's, and he's looking at his life and where he's at. And he's, and he's discouraged because Demas isn't there anymore. I, I thought Demas was going to be here I really thought he was gonna stay and I thought we were gonna work together and something in him is discouraged but the Holy Ghost begins to move on him as he writes and something clicks in his mind and he says Demas has forsaken me and he wakes up and he says but Luke But Luke is with me. And something began to rise up inside of him. And he felt like, you know what? We're going to be able to do this. Somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. Don't get so caught up with Demas that you forget about Luke. Somebody needs to hear me right now. You've been so obsessed with Demas. You've been so obsessed with the one that didn't stay. But I'm telling you something. There's been people that have come and gone out of this church. But I thank God for everybody that's still sitting here. You want to look at your neighbor and say, I'm still here. I know some have walked away. I know some have stepped away. But I'm still here. Uh, Somebody ought to clap your hands and give them praise right now. Don't get so caught up with those that walked away that you forget about Luke. And something rose up inside of Paul and he says, I've finished the race. Something inside of him, when he began to think about Luke, said, you know what? I know I'm in prison and I know Demas isn't here, but you know what? I've come too far to turn back now. 
now somebody ought to lift up your hands and you ought to shout the name of Jesus. You ought to pray for everyone that's walked away from truth because I believe they're coming home. But until they come home, you better remember that Luke is still with me. You can be seated. I'm quickly moving. Palm trees are not like other trees. Can you say palm trees? Yes, palm trees. They're not like other trees. You see, they survive unusual elements. They can usually survive hurricanes. Trees generally snap or at least lose a few branches when faced with hurricane strength winds. But not palm trees. Can you say palm trees? For starters, unlike traditional trees, palm trees are not made of wood. Palm trees don't look like other trees. Can you say palm trees? They don't look like other trees because they're made for something different. Instead, you'll find a jumble of spongy tissue scattered instead of arranged inside of a palm tree. Let me tell you about palm trees. They bend, but they won't break. The only way for a storm to take down a palm tree is to take down its roots. I said the only way to take down a palm tree is to mess with its roots. You want to know why the devil hates holiness? Because it's in our roots. You want to know why the devil hates worship? Because it's in our roots. You want to know why the devil hates you, ladies of God, that dress holy? Because it's in our roots. It's the only thing he can do to take us down. But I want to say it like the Bible says it. Because in Psalm 1 and 3, it says, They shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I'm going to tell you how you become a palm tree. You stay by the water. I want to tell you how you become a palm tree. You stay by the river. And when you're by the river, I'm going to tell you what happens. Scientifically, those roots begin to grow and reach towards that river. I'm telling you the reason we still feel the power of God today is because our roots are reaching for the river. Uh, somebody ought to clap your hands and you ought to give God some praise. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's in our roots. The devil thought he had me. He thought my life was over, (laughs) but he turned it. I'm telling you, when you make up your mind, I'm talking to some Christians today. I'm talking to some apostolics. And for those of you that aren't made up, I believe you're going to make up your mind before you leave this place today. Can some apostolics say, yeah. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, there is something about an apostolic with a made-up mind. They're not too worried about what people think. They're not worried about how loud it is. They're not worried about their worship. You know why? Because they got roots. I said they got roots. And those roots are reaching towards the river. And something about a made of mind. It doesn't matter what situation you're facing or what you're going through. You can be in the worst season of your life and you can plant both of your feet and say, Devil, I've come too far to turn back now. Oh, you ought to clap your hands one more time. I feel his presence in this place. You can be seated. I'm moving quickly in the Greek. (laughs) In the Greek. As you all know, I am a Greek scholar. No, I'm just kidding. We leave that to pastor. Aren't you thankful for a pastor that can read the original Bible, though? That's pretty cool. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Thank God for translations, because I couldn't read it. Somebody ought to give God a translation praise right now. (laughs) In the Greek, Demas means popular. The storms of acceptance and popularity will pull us to a love of the world. If we are more concerned about what the world thinks about us than what our Savior thinks about us, we have a love for this present world. And I'm going to ask you one more time, what world are you living for? Would you lift your hands? I know we're praying a lot, but I feel like God's trying to break down some strongholds right now. I don't care about being popular. I don't need to be popular. I don't need it.
Come on, lift your hands and entertain the presence of God that is here right now. You ought to shout right now. There's some Jericho walls in front of you. If you would, honey, if you would just stop worrying about what people think, if you'd stop worrying about Demas for just a moment, you could see walls fall down. Come on, come on, continue to entertain his presence. The Holy Ghost is here. Let there be angels that move in this place. Let there be angels that operate in this place. Come on, I'm done. You ought to begin to worship him right now. I'm not worried about conclusion. I want God to begin to move on the hearts and minds of men and women in this place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray for your families right now. Come on, there's a family member right now. You need to call out. You need to call out their name right now and say, Demas, I need you to come home. Demas, Jesus is coming. Paul needs your help, Demas. Look, Luke is still working with them. There's still room for you. I need some ladies to begin to pray right now. I need a, a lady prayer warrior to begin to speak out into the atmosphere right now. Come on, women. You've got your glory. You've got something special right now. I want you to begin to call out that name. I want you to begin to speak the name of Jesus. Come on, would you pull out your swords? And would you start fighting for your family? Would you start fighting for your city right now?
Jesus. Sister Varian, Sister Varian, would you come up here for just a moment? I'm not going to embarrass you. On Tuesday night, on Tuesday night, we prayed over our cities, and Rachel and I were very specifically praying that there would be uh, an angelic help. Does anybody believe in angels? And I very much believe in angels. And she came up to me, and I, I haven't asked her to do this. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but would you share wh what you shared with me about what you saw on Tuesday night? Praise God. So um, as they were singing and as they were praying over the cities and, and I, was, I, was, I was deep in prayer, I saw angels descend from heaven into these places with a shield and a sword and they were pinpointed at those very locations as we were praying for them and God was marking them and saints I encourage you to pray pray for your family members pray for those cities because God is he is he is descending his angels to protect those very locations, to mark them. So keep lifting them up in prayer. Keep praying for them. Come on, would you receive that right now? I feel angels here in this place. Hallelujah. If you can stand with me. You know, God is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at one time. And he can take what we're doing here in this building and he can spread it all around the world. He can... How many knows that this church affects much more than just what's inside these four walls right now? There is great revival that's bringing forth from this church. And we're so honored to get to be a part of what God is doing. Angels are not omnipresent. They cannot be everywhere at one time. They are not God. When an angel, we've had angels in this building many times where we felt, have you ever felt an angelic presence when you were in this building? There's surely a presence of the Lord. It says... Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. We have felt that in this place. But when Sister Varian began to tell me what she saw, it shows that what was happening was very important to heaven to say, I'm going to assign these angels to specific places 
for specific people. They can't be everywhere at one time. They have to go on that assignment. Would you lift up your hands right now? Aren't you thankful that heaven thinks that what we're doing here is important? Aren't you thankful that heaven took its time and its resources to work on our behalf? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I wonder if you and your family feel comfortable. If you want to come to this altar right now, we're just going to lift our hands. This altar's open. If you feel comfortable, we're just going to sing this one more time, and we're going to pray over our families. We're going to pray over our children. The Spirit of God has been moving and operating in this house. If you've made up your mind that you've come too far to turn back, you ought to begin to just give God praise right now. You ought to begin to worship Him right now. If you're unsure, the water's ready. You can be baptized in Jesus name if you don't have the Holy Ghost you can be filled with the Holy Ghost before you leave this place today but I wonder if a few people with a made up mind would just begin to lift your hands and would you call on that name of Jesus oh surely the presence of the Lord is in this place I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this would you sing it with me say surely the presence of the Lord is in this place I can feel his mighty power and his grace I can feel the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Just your voice, would you sing it and say, Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can feel the brush of 
of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Would you lift your hands right now and just thank him for what we feel in this place? Come on, would you lift your voice one more time and just lift up a shout of thanksgiving in this place? We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. Come on, would you continue to pray for your loved ones right now? God, I pray for our children right now. God, I pray for our families right now. God, I pray, Lord, that we would have a made-up mind. That we would have a made-up mind. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. When you were born into the kingdom of God, you were entered into a race unlike any other because this race is not competitive by nature. It doesn't matter who gets there first as long as we get across the finish line, amen. Would you lift up your hands? I wanna pray over you in dismissal. And pastor, I'm asking if you could come pray over us as well in dismissal. But would you lift up your hands and pray right now as pastor comes. Lord, in Jesus' name, we're thankful for your presence that we feel in this place. Hallelujah. Father, we lift our voices right now. We thank you for the word of God that has made a difference here today. I pray for each and every one. Lord, angels are here. The glory of God is in this place, and you are challenging each one. I pray for every heart. Could you lift your hands right now, your heart? Just lift your voices. Father, we give you praise because we know that this has been a difficult year, but you are in charge of all things. And, Lord, you are doing the work right now. You are making, Lord, in the middle of this holiday season, Lord, you're opening the windows of heaven. Lord, I feel the presence of God. And I thank you, Lord. Someone that thought they would never feel that touch again has felt it here. Somebody on the live stream. Lord, somebody in the back. Somebody in the front. Lord, you're doing the work in each heart. Lord, we pray for a mighty move of God, Lord, that will take this last days, Lord, and bring it into the very will of God. And Lord, for our families and our homes, we plead the blood and we call out the name of Jesus and we give you praise. 
in Jesus' name. Put your hands together and thank the Lord for it right now. Praise God. Now, you may see a visitor. I want you to make sure you greet them. We have guests, even though a lot of folks are gone. I want you to reach over and make sure you get their name, say hi, greet one another, pray as long as you'd like. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.